When we purchased the Julian Price house, they told us that we'd not only get the house, but that we were going to get the house and the order. I don't mean to be really blunt. This is no longer your home. All the stuff must leave this house. You have every right to look at all of this and say, my god, you're a hoarder. But the truth is, I do not perceive myself as a hoarder. So we can throw that container away with the sand in it? No. Why not? Can we, do, can we throw the sand away? No. I think it's important that people understand what is required to effectively solve serious problems in a relationship, and more importantly, how the government has made that impossible in a marriage. The reason men are moving away from marriage is not because of irrational fear. It's because there's no possible recourse in the event that the relationship goes south because of what the woman is doing. Women have recourse on men, but men don't have it for women. And in order for there to be a power balance, both sides have to be able to instill consequences if the other side is behaving inappropriately. Otherwise, both parties will be unhappy. No woman is happy being married to a pushover, and no man is happy about being bossed around all the time because he's afraid of family court. This episode of Hoarders is a perfect example of what I'm talking about. It follows a gay couple who purchased a four-story, 31-room house in Greensboro, North Carolina that was foreclosed on by the bank. They were able to buy this mansion for only $400,000 because they agreed to deal with the squatter who was in the house. The squatter, Sandra, was a formerly successful interior designer who bought so much crap that she filled up every room of the 31-room house and every hallway. This episode was so ridiculous that I almost would think it's fake, but my late aunt was a hoarder, and after she died, my family spent two weeks removing all the garbage out of her apartment. There was literally trash everywhere, and it's the same with Sandra. She is literally collecting garbage. Wayne, can you set this in the wagon? It's just heavy, I'm afraid on. It's a rock. Yeah, I know. You're going to save a rock. Ooh, that needs to go with me to the car to wash and use to, to clean up with. VHS tapes, CDs, plastic pools for children, bent trading cards, and broken furniture that people left on the street. It's almost like she's lived 40 years without ever taking out the trash. But anyway, the reason Sandra is being evicted is because she refinanced the house a bunch of times and then didn't pay her mortgage for like five years. She's remained there for about three years fighting the various foreclosures, which is pretty extraordinary, actually. That's a heck of a fight. My goal is to have the legal system invalidate the foreclosure. If it gets invalidated, then that puts me back as the real owner of the house, which is what I want. Sandra ran up over $2 million of debt and tried to get the loan invalidated. She did this on the premise that the banks were bailed out in 2008, so she wanted the taxpayers to bail out $2 million of her irresponsibility and kick out the new owners of the house. This is despite the fact that she thinks it's perfectly fine to own a six dollars to $10,000 desk. And listen to me. It's a $6,000 desk, a $10,000 desk, and it is insane to let those get away. Obviously, she should have sold that when she got into financial troubles, but Sandra has decided that she cares way more about material garbage than she cares about her well-being or even her family. I'm Earl. I'm Sandra's brother. You don't want to throw any of this away. Why are you wasting your effort when you could let these folks that are here to help you 
carry this stuff out of your past so you understand. Earl, stop it! Okay. Now, I am not a friggin' idiot and I understand every bit of it! Listen to how she speaks to her brother. Her brother who is taking three days out of his life to help her clean so that she can keep some of her stuff. She's not grateful at all for that. She would much rather have him gone so she can sleep in her pile of garbage. She even cared more about that house than she did her own husband. In 1979, somebody approached my husband wanting to buy the house and tear it down. And he says, well, if you love me, you'll do it. And I went, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you love me, you won't ask me to do it. So he left. Now, you have to be careful when you listen, because manipulative people will often leave out important details of the story to make it look like they're on the right. The reality is that her husband didn't just out of nowhere ask her to agree to sell the house. Judging by the way she handles her finances, they were probably deeply in debt, and the husband, as a responsible adult, was trying to sell the house to pay off that debt. She ended up choosing the house instead of him. I don't know what their exact situation was with the marriage, but to every other man who is married, that's pretty much it. If a woman decides she's not going to budge on an issue, even if it's her being a drug addict, she has complete power and what she says goes. Because if she doesn't get her way, then she can own half your stuff. She can garnish your wages for child support now and money. She can lie and say you abused her. And while she's at that, she can use the kids as human shields. This is why men back down when their wives are abusing them and stay in unhappy marriages. They know the consequences of the contract they've signed. If you were having a serious conversation where you're discussing problems in the relationship and she starts calling you stupid, talking about how much better of a person she is, I do everything for you, you do nothing for me, or she starts screaming, then that's, that's pretty much it. The argument's over. She wins. There are no consequences you can give in response to her abuse because she can just ruin you in family court. You are defenseless as a man. And you have to understand, a person like Sandra or a woman who is set in her ways will never ever be convinced with words that she has a problem. Sandra feels that Bank of America never had clear lean against the home. In a conversation with one of Sandra's brothers, it was brought to my attention that she was considering continuing her legal battle to regain possession of the house. She's still hoping that that court ruling would be reversed. No. So we purchased the house legally, and we're doing all of this to benefit her. We do not want to drag our family through this. We do not want to incur additional legal expenses. We want to keep these crates. I'm going to pull the plug on this entire process if she's going to go ahead with the lawsuit. I'm asking the bank to admit they had no right to foreclose or sell the property. That's what I'm asking for. But if you win that, you've essentially undone everything that's been done. We have uh, a trial in February 27th, and I go to court Wednesday. You've just cost me $200,000 in legal fees. For what? To, to hire defend myself. To now go to the bank only, and defend themselves. Only if you want to do that. So I would have bought a house that I no longer own, that you've just as potentially taken back. We brought all of this in here to help wait, you. Wait, wait, wait. Sold it for you so you have money. He's trying to maneuver me into positions that will keep him where he is right now, with the house as his and me out of here in two more days. I guess I'm not, we're not saying it clear enough, like maybe it needs to come out of your mouth. This has to end. 
Despite that she made a bunch of terrible choices with money, despite that her house was purchased by someone else after it foreclosed, despite the fact that these guys were nice enough to allow her to keep her stuff even though they owned it, they allowed her to keep her stuff, pick out the things she wanted, sell the really valuable stuff at auction for her, and she's still trying to sue to keep the house. She's perfectly fine with costing the owners, Eric and Michael, hundreds of thousands of dollars when they are trying to help her. They could have just thrown all of her stuff in the trash. Why is she treating them like that? Because she's getting what she wants. The only way to get her to listen is to take that away, which they did. They threatened to tell all the workers to trash all of her stuff instead of letting her keep it or sell it. Now, with a marriage, a man can't do that. If she is a drug addict or a hoarder and she can lie well enough, then she can get the courts to force you to pay for her addiction, claiming it's for the children. As a man, you can't say no. The government forces you with alimony and child support to enable an abuser. I mean, look how bad this all is. Look how little she cares about other people. She had three days to remove all the stuff off the property. After the second day, she stayed up all night so she can pull all the items they threw into the dumpster and put them out in the street so it would be off the property line. And that created a blockade. She had nowhere to take it, and I fully believe that she intended to leave this stuff there on the street and camp in front of it in her van. This is about finding you housing and making you some money. Okay. What's the most important thing to you? I don't have a need for housing at all. May we please take that off? No, I, you do. You're living in that van right there. You do no. have an issue for me. Does she think people want that? Does she, as an interior designer, think that people want a homeless lady in a car full of trash with two dogs and a pile of garbage behind her camping out in front of a half a million dollar home? Does she think the neighbors want that? Well, they didn't because one of them called the police and that phone call resulted in the most gratifying scene in this episode of Hoarders. She had until 4 p.m. to remove all the stuff off the street and she missed it by a lot. So the city took their little claw and crushed her crap as they lifted it into a dumpster. Let's watch. Couches, pictures, vases, picking them up and dropping them into trucks and smashing them. People on the show seem to be upset about it, but I thought it was a very fitting punishment for the harm she caused the owners of the house and society with her frivolous lawsuits. Now, Sandra didn't start out like this. She was a top-tier designer where at one point people would wait two years to have their houses designed by her. Then she got sued by one of her customers for doing a botched job. After the lawsuit, she probably got into financial trouble because she lost her business. Her husband wanted to sell the house, but she refused, so her husband left her. From there, she just kept spiraling more and more downward with no one keeping her in check. Even though Sandra is a severe case, the reality is that with enough trauma and with enough loss, anybody can do some pretty self-destructive things. When those people start down that path, the only way to get them to stop is to begin removing your support and begin removing your attention. The only time Sandra ever listened to anyone in that episode was because people gave her negative consequences for not listening. Look at it this way. She remained in a house that she wasn't paying for for five years. She only left that house when the police forced her off the property after it was sold. She threatened to continue the frivolous lawsuit to keep the house, but stopped when the new owners threatened to throw her stuff in the garbage. She intended to leave all of her crap on the street and only stressed herself to move it 
because the city came with big machines and destroyed any crap that was left on the street. No amount of rational conversation is going to change these people. So if you are in a marriage where your wife is out of line, there is nothing you can do. Let's say she wastes all the grocery money on a new handbag. What are you going to do? You can't withdraw financial support. That's financial abuse. And if you piss her off enough, she can just divorce you and have the government force you to pay her. This is why so many marriages are in the toilet and why so many men are unhappy. And by the way, without these checks and balances, the women aren't happy either. Do you think Sandra is happy going unchecked, letting her life spiral out of control? No. She is a former aristocrat who is now homeless, living in a van. A van filled with everything, therefore nothing is valuable. Look at those crazy eyes she makes. Look at how she treats people. She is miserable. She got sued once a couple decades ago, lost her business, broke up her marriage, and then just gave up. If you're in a marriage where your wife gives up, then there is literally nothing you can do except prepare for financial disaster. It's really kind of sad. I've watched several men in my life go through it. Recently, I watched one of them gain a good 100 pounds in the past year because of the stress his crazy wife puts on him. And there is nothing he can do to make it better because she refuses to do anything and he knows she will financially destroy him if he creates consequences for her bad behavior. But honestly, if we allow things to get bad enough, any one of us can become like the hoarder in this episode. Any one of us can be thrown into a downward spiral. Maybe some of you have been there, and maybe some of you are there right now. You certainly have a good excuse. A lot of people have lost their jobs because of the Chinese flu. I've read many comments from people who just want to throw in the towel and give up. But I think of it this way. There are plenty of people out there who have survived way worse. I recently listened to a story that's linked in the description on the Jocko Willing podcast about a woman, Rose Schindler, who survived Auschwitz as a teenager. Both of her parents died. All of her brothers were murdered. All she had left of her family of 11 were her two older sisters and a few pieces of jewelry. She made it, and she's still alive today. I mean, I'll, I'll take unemployment over that any day. People have survived a lot worse. Don't allow the stress of this situation to make you weak. There are ways around your situation, and there are ways to ensure that this doesn't happen again with you. Maybe this crisis was the wake-up call you needed to get your life in order. Imagine that if instead of facing this living paycheck to paycheck, you had three to six months of your living expenses saved up. Great. Have a nice little vacation, watch some Netflix, play some video games, read a book. Who cares? You're doing fine. If you didn't do that this time, make sure you're ready for the next time. Or think of it this way. Maybe losing your job was just what you needed to take a chance at something better. A lot of people get complacent, they get comfortable, and they just sit where they are. This could be a good thing. So instead of giving up, think of ways out. Otherwise, you'll end up miserable like Sandra. But if you sit down, you focus on it, you think about it, you put all of your attention towards it, you get frustrated about it, you're going to think of something. There are plenty of things out there for you. Give it time and you'll figure it out. But that's enough for this video. If you liked it, hit the like button, subscribe if you're new, comment and share. If you would like to support this channel, then you can do so with PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. All of those links are on my channel page or in the description. Last, if you haven't checked me out on BitChute yet, then you can also find that by clicking the link in the description or on my channel page. Other than that, thanks for watching. See you in the next video. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? 
These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.